joining us on episode number 55 of the Real Life Runners podcast. It's our one-year anniversary. We've been doing this podcast now for a whole year. And we also just got back from a vacation to Disney World with our family. So today we are going to be talking about some lessons from our first year and also some lessons from Disney and how that applies to our real lives and our running lives. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Like Angie said, we just got back from from the family vacation up to Disney World. Woohoo! Which was fun. It was fun. Anywhere there's construction, there's always a picture of Walt and a quote from him. Yeah, so we actually went to Hollywood Studios. We didn't make it to Magic Kingdom this time, but they're building stuff all over Hollywood Studios. They've got Star Wars land that they're building now, and there's construction around the Chinese theater there. So when you had to walk from the front of the park back to Toy Story Land, which the girls were super excited about, there's all these walls with Disney quotes, and it's amazing how insightful Walt Disney is. I mean, his was. Uh, was. Yeah. His ability to just to sum up the the courage needed to do ridiculous things yeah. and the number of quotes he has. And they just stick them all over the wall because they're just, they're great and they're inspiring. Right. And they can apply to so many different things. So obviously we are all real life runners. So we are going to talk about how these apply to us in our real lives and our running lives today. Yeah. I mean, I, as we're walking through the park, I'm reading these signs and thinking that's a podcast waiting to happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go with a couple of different lessons here. I think we've got four Four big ones here. Four big ones. All right. So number one, what's the first quote for us? The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Ooh, I like that one. It's a good one. And I mean, it's a really nice one that sums up a lot of what Walt Disney thought of. Because I I saw that one up on a wall. There were other kids that had like t-shirts that had different sayings. And one of his is like, you know, dream and then do. I forget what the exact phrasing on that one is. Yeah, he has another quote that says... All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. And that was Disney. I mean, that was him. He made ridiculous ideas Mm -hmm. and then just worked really hard to make sure that that idea actually came true, no matter what anybody else was saying. Everybody thought he was crazy. You know, he had, I mean, he just dreamed up this magical world where you could be a kid and you could just. I mean, it was all magic. It was magical. I mean, it still is. It still is. The entire concept was magic. But one of the the stories is I was kind of looking into some background and making sure I had the quotes right for the podcast. One of the things I, I came upon was the story of the movie Snow White. Okay. This story is ridiculous. Tell me about it. So he basically borrowed almost all of the money to create the movie Snow White. Okay. Which at the time, was a huge amount of money because it was $1.5 million. Okay. This was still... Like in the 1950s? No, earlier. 30s or 40s? Still during the Great Depression. Oh, okay. And he borrowed $1.5 million wow. to create a feature-length cartoon that adults were going to come to the movie theaters and watch. Right, right. Everyone's like, this is, this is the most ridiculous idea possible. And he goes, no, 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 this is great. Mm-hmm. And it's now on the list of like most influential movies of all time. Right. Yeah, and I mean, part of his vision, too, is tapping into that child side in all of us, right? I mean, yes, is it a little ridiculous to think all these adults might come see this cartoon movie? Maybe, but that's us in our perspective now. 
Back then, it was a full-length color animated film, which was like rare, extremely rare. Was it the first of almost the first of its kind? It was the first full-length, full-length, full-length movie that was that was animated the entire way through. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd have little animated shorts, but to make an entire feature-length film that was a cartoon, Mm -hmm. people were like, "That cartoons are for kids," or they're like the little snippet before a movie starts. What are you doing? Yeah, borrowed gobs of money in the like in the core of the of the depression, Mm -hmm. and. And went on to to what Disney has become. Right. But the Depression was such a hard time for people. They needed a little bit of magic and hope. And that's what Disney instilled in them. That's what he provided. He provided hope. He provided provided magic. He provided a way to escape what you're doing and go off into this world of fantasy. Right. But what if Disney listen to the haters you know what if he didn't do it what if he said you know what you're right this is a pretty crazy idea i mean big big dreams and visions are amazing but it's nothing unless you actually take a step and pursue them right you you have to actually act on them just coming up with wow wouldn't it be cool if i did this yes it would be why don't you try to actually do that now yeah you know I'm, my kids tell me this all the time they're like oh man it'd be so awesome if our team was this fast well, why why don't we just be that fast yeah so then start working <laughs> towards it like you have to get to where certain people are like oh man that person's so fast or that person's so successful it didn't drop on their lap yeah most people to get to that place worked really really hard for Mm -hmm. a long time to get there yeah like to be successful requires a huge amount of hard work and disney knew it Mm -hmm. his quotes aren't just like oh dream big and no his dream his quotes are like dream big and then doggedly pursue it yeah and then work hard that was that kind of leads nicely into the next quote one of the ones that i saw that i really liked is um never forget that it started with the little mouse (laughs) and i was walking by in this theme park and I was like wow you know like it was a little mouse Mickey was this little mouse and he probably just drew him down one day and he had this vision of creating this theme park and look at all of the millions and millions of people that walk through Disney on a daily basis, on a yearly basis. I mean, you there's know? Disney parks around the world now. Yeah. He owns, I mean, I Disney mean, inc- cranks out the number of movies they crank out throughout Ugh. the year because of all of the different production companies yeah. they own. What they have their fingers into is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Never forget it all started with a little mouse. Right. When you first try and create goals, they're going to sound so absurdly huge compared mm-hmm. to where you are. Give yourself the willingness to dream big. Yeah. Just have the right timeline. Right. You <laughs> you need to dream big. Like, your big goals should be scary. They should scare you, and you should look at them and say, I have no idea how I'm going to get there. And then you just kind of step back and take little steps. Like, we've talked about many times on this podcast, you take those baby steps and just move one step forward each day. Yeah. It's not about making giant leaps. It's about the consistency of small steps that just keep ultimately heading you in the direction of your goal. Is it going to be a straight path? 
probably not. It's probably going to be a little bit of a winding path. Yeah. But if you're generally N- heading probably. forward. Not probably. I mean, I think that's pretty much guaranteed <laughs> uh, that it's going to it, be a winding and jagged and up and down and all sorts of directions. If, if your goal is big enough, it's right. definitely, it's not a straight path. There's not a straight path to success. Have you ever seen that graphic that's like, there's an arrow and then it says, what people think is the path to success. <laughs> and it's like, you, straight arrow, like upward, and then there's the word success. And yes. then it's like, what success is actually like? And it's like this loop-de-doo and it's like a roller coaster forward and backwards and this point where it's way lower than you even started and then and then there's parts where it's it's going way faster and you're getting so much better than you Mm -hmm. think you were faster than you thought ever possible Mm -hmm. and then it plateaus and goes reverse it's crazy that's but that's the path well and success is not linear either you know there's or stagnant it's definitely not stagnant, right? Once you get there, it's not like you can just stay there. You yeah. have to keep working. I win. Yeah. No, you didn't. You. What's your next goal? Yeah, and sometimes you have to end up, you have to work harder to stay there than to get there. Yes. Yeah, main, maintenance maintenance alone is a tricky concept. Right, right. But that, that success not being linear is something that I think is so true because you have to put so much of the grunt work and the base building in for our running, for owning a business, for raising your children. Like you, I mean, all of it. You have to put in that just thankless work in the beginning to just build that foundation and then once you start to climb once you start to take off then a lot of times you just you can you can reach a point where you just start building and climbing exponentially faster than you were for that whole beginning period you got to change a lot of diapers before the kids body trained (laughs) that's true and you got to deal with a lot of (laughs) and if you're looking for some fun dreams maybe you listen to our last episode of how to run a half marathon and maybe you're considering running a half marathon so we're we're suggesting why not come join us in key west on january 20th come to the keys the the key west half marathon is phenomenal what is it it is uh january 20th you said yeah january 20th and we would love to meet you we're, we are both going to be there we are going to both be running the race and we already have a group of real life runners that are going to be joining us down in the keys it's going to be so much fun so please come join us and we also have a discount code for you so if you register for the race go to keywesthalfmarathon.com and use the code real life and you will get 15 percent off your registration and in other exciting news we are going to be getting some swag from the race i've been talking to the marketing director to see about getting some goodies to give away to our listeners so stay tuned for that in the next couple of weeks we are going to be having some giveaways and we are also going to be able to give away two entries to the race so i'm super excited about that this is fantastic and it is the appropriate time to sign up because we're just a little over three months out which Mm -hmm. gives you a perfect training window to train for a good half yeah so start thinking about it start maybe looking up some hotel options if you're out of town or some flight options we would love 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 to meet you so that's january 20th of 2019 think about it and we would love to meet you guys there Okay, so obviously Disney owns Star Wars now, and you are a huge Star Wars fan. And let's just go ahead and say I'm a giant Star Wars nerd. We can let's, call let's you put it out there. Nerd fan. <laughs> I mean, fan nerd. Sure. Right. But 
So they're starting to incorporate a lot more Star Wars things in Disney. Which es- is amazing. Especially <laughs> especially in Hollywood Studios because they're obviously building all, a whole Star Wars land, which when's that opening? Like next year maybe? Uh, I think next year. They keep changing the timeline on yeah. it. Yeah, okay. So anyway, now they have, there's the, the Star Tours ride, which is still there, which I remember that from when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, which both of us went on when yeah. we were little. Back when it was MGM Studios. Yes, indeed. And then now they have um, like a couple Star Wars shows like in the main plaza and they do like a March of the First Order. And then they also have this adorable little thing called Trials of the Temple and it's Jedi training where little kids can sign up to learn how to fight with a lightsaber and they go through this whole thing of of them training to be jedis it's the cutest darn thing they they wrap them all in robes they pass out the lightsabers they show them the moves and then the the temple opens and vader comes out and they have Mm -hmm. to fight vader it's it's, so cute it's phenomenal yeah first they like show them how to use it go to the left and then the right and it's it's just so cute so in thinking about star wars one of the big takeaways from star wars is that fear and anger lead to the dark side this is repeated throughout all of the movies and it was the main takeaway of the lesson that the kids were supposed to learn Mm -hmm. their trial of the tempo was supposed to lead teach them that fear is not good right fear just leads to bad places Mm -hmm. which is a good thing when the the roller coaster is around the corner, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's about acting in fear or acting in anger. We never want to act that way. And it's funny because I, growing up, I was never a Star Wars person. I never saw the movie until I watched it with you for the first time, which I think was like the eight hundredth time I had seen it. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, the first couple times I saw it, I was like, okay, this is you know. All right. It's fine. It's a little boring to me. Like I wasn't super impressed. But now that we have recently been showing the movies to our kids and Kevin has just been so excited to to share Star Wars with the girls. And it's funny cuz now I'm looking at them in a mom perspective and also from the pers- like perspective of a small business owner and all of the actual amazing life lessons the that lessons are in Star Wars. are phenomenal. I and mean, it's the, it, it really is. They blend so perfectly with Disney's lessons. Like, mm-hmm. he was not around to purchase Lucasfilm, but he clearly would have. Like, the lessons coming out of Star Wars meld perfectly with him. And most of the lines, most of the best lessons come from Yoda. Mm-hmm. They, like, he has his fantastic line of fear leads to the dark side. And then and his line of fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. Like, that's his line. Mm-hmm. And it it's it's an internal... Come on, do the Yoda voice. <laughs> do it. Hmm. The voice you will do. <clears throat> Yoda's voice I can do. <laughs> um, but the, the fear and the anger is both an internal and an external. So you never want to make your decisions from a place of fear because mm-hmm. it it's not a clear mind that you're working with. Right. And it, it, if you make a decision out of fear, you might end up not doing something just because you're worried of the possible outcome. Mm-hmm. So the anger is then just going to get directed anywhere. It mm-hmm. could be anger towards yourself because you missed the opportunity. Right. Or you could feel bad about missing it and then you just are spewing anger into the world like around and, you. And blaming other people. Blaming other people. Yeah. Oh, it's not my it, It's their fault that I couldn't do it. And that just leads to the suffering of 
everyone because now you're just spewing anger in all directions. Right. But it's interesting because fear can, fear is a, like the unknown is a scary place, right? Very much so. So, and when you take on a new task, a lot of people have the fear of the unknown. But now we're saying fear is a bad thing, right? Because fear can stop you from moving into that zone of discomfort, right? That we've talked about many times before, like getting out of your comfort zone, trying to pursue something that might seem scary because you just have never done it before. Fear can prevent that from happening. Well, because you... The fear comes because you feel like you might lose something. Like if it doesn't go well, look at all this stuff that I've, I've look at all the time and effort that I've put into it. Mm-hmm. And you think that there's going to be some sort of failure out of it, Yeah, you know, which is another Star Wars lesson of if you have nothing to lose, there is no fear anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not the exact phrasing on that one, but right. I got the, I got the tense right for Yoda. No, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if, uh, <laughs> If you don't have anything to lose, then you're just going to be able to go for it. If you take away that fear of, oh, this could be a giant failure, you have to be open and accepting of the possibility of failure. But, That's the only way you can really push forward. Right. But I think that it's very helpful to reframe it. Instead of calling it failure, you're just calling it an experiment. You're you're reframing that so that it's not you win or you lose because how many times in life do you actually win or lose like it's it's very rarely black and white like that no it's what we said before even if you finally get to your goal you just move your goal further along Mm -hmm. like you you don't win because you get there it's not the finish line the finish line keeps moving just because you reach one goal does not mean that you're done you keep pursuing and try and keep going for even more and further greatness yeah what was the line like when yoda was training luke and luke was trying to lift the the ship out of the swamp some, there was some. There was a line about failure. There wasn't there, about him not believing fully. Or uh, it's simply uh, what's the line? Uh, you failed because you did not believe. Yeah, I mean, boom. That's it. I mean, That's it, it. Yoda's lines are are short and simple and to the point. Yeah, you failed because you did not believe, and that's really, you know, my new definition of failure is very different than it was growing up my new definition is you only fail when you stop trying like when you give up that is a failure right but everything else along the way is just a learning it's just a learning experience experience right you know it's it's what we're trying to to push on to the kids in the cross country you know they're doing hill sprints today you tell them that you have eight sprints up the hill and they're going to do the first one pretty slow because they know they have seven more. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't think about all eight of them. Mm -hmm. You push all of them as hard as you can. And maybe the back end doesn't go well and you learn, oh, wait, I don't have as much endurance as I thought. Mm -hmm. But you push as hard as you can because these are called hill sprints. Hit the workout as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. You know, we got a big race coming up this weekend and it's like people might end up starting faster than they're used to. They might be in a position that is very uncomfortable physically and mentally mm-hmm. you know if you hit the mile mark and you're like well i was gonna go out in a seven minute mile and it's six ten. Yeah. not only is that physically painful mm-hmm. but your brain is now thinking oh wow how am i possibly going to finish this race mm-hmm. and you have to move way past that because 
how you're going to finish it is possibly faster than you've ever run before. Mm -hmm. And possibly you might just crash and burn. Or crash and burn and you have to accept it. Yeah. You might get to a point where you, your legs will actually give out on you. And that has, we've seen that happen. Oh, seen it happen. God, that's so, like, I will never forget that, that time when our our runner's legs just gave out on her and she just crumpled. Could see the finish line and down she went. Just heartbreaking. But there's no doubt that she gave it everything she had in that race. I blame myself entirely. Well, we're not going to get into that. You don't need to blame yourself. But we love her, and she's an amazing runner, and now she's a professional. So, you know, I'm sure she learned something from that race. Yes, yes. There were al- yeah. There's always lessons to learn because that's it's not failure. It's simply a chance to learn. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that we could probably go off on Star Wars quotes and lessons from Star Wars all day long, especially when I'm talking to you. Certainly for several more episodes, but we should probably move on to big lesson number three from the Disney weekend. Right. So let's get more into our actual trip to Disney. So point number three that we want to talk about is eating healthy, especially when you're traveling, requires some forethought and planning. (laughs) Yes. Before we left... And we're going to be gone for a little while. We had all this food in the fridge. And it's like, well, you don't want to make dinner and then have leftovers that you put into the fridge and they're not good by the time you come back. Right. And we were only going to be gone for a couple of days, but still. Still. You still want to clean out the fridge. and As best as you can. Yeah. So dinner to the night before was like all of these things that we had in the fridge, they all hit the counter. It was like, all right, pick some food, put it together and figure out what you want to eat for dinner. Yeah. So if you follow me on Instagram, which it's at real life runners on Instagram, you you saw my story where we had our little dinner smorgasbord where we called it like bowl night. Like it was like Chipotle bowls that we were making. We set, had our little proteins and our sides and our veggies and we just kind of threw it, threw it all together to make Whatever you wanted. And and it was delicious. And it came together because we had all of these healthy options to choose from. Yeah. So when you can open the fridge and take out like six different healthy options, mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't all eat the same thing. The girls, no. the girls ate two different things. Our plates looked kind of similar, right. but we ate basically four different things all from the food that was in the fridge. Mm-hmm. When you have a lot of healthy options, you can put them together in different ways and make everybody happy for dinner that night. Yeah, and that's one one of the reasons that we love batch prepping in our house. And we've talked about this in a previous episode. I forget which one, but we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Basically, batch prepping, I will cook up like a batch of black beans. I will cook up a batch of rice or quinoa. I will cook up a... Um, some sweet potatoes and some potatoes like roast up some stuff and then I will just keep all of those components in the refrigerator so that it's very easy and quick to put together a meal like for lunch or for like a quick dinner on the go whatever it is because you have those different components and you just combine them in different ways and you can make a a totally different meal because I'm not the kind of person that likes to eat the same exact meal every night for dinner and a lot of these meal prep plans and those kind of things like they have you make one meal and then you divide it into five different containers and that is your lunch for the week and you're eating the same exact thing every day of the week you need a little variety yeah i think that just gets a little boring and it can work for some people i think that that's definitely a good thing that people can do but i like to just kind of prep the different 
options and then you can kind of combine them in different ways or combine add the a components sauce. put a different sauce and yeah. put a different completely different flavor yeah i mean my breakfast every day throughout the week is pretty much the exact same thing mm-hmm. but it's also a convenience of that guy and and i like it i like mm-hmm. it a lot yeah so if you're curious a little bit more about batch prepping in our new membership program that we have on the website realliferunners.com in in the monthly membership program i kind of talk about how to batch prep and give you step-by-step instructions on how to do that. All right, so that was dinner the night before. Dining in the car and at the park is also possible without just completely losing track of what you're putting into your body. Except when we have a new car. Because well, I yeah, no, there's no eating in mom's vetoed, new car. Vetoed the eating in the car. Yeah, I know. I gained the ability to drive and now we got a new car. So, um no no eating anything messy at all Definitely inside of the not. new car. Yeah, I found an almond today. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> eating in the park is still possible. You just have to kind of plan out beforehand. Make sure that you have some good, healthy options. Mm-hmm. I mean, I carried around a big cooler in the backpack with a whole bunch of ice packs in it so that we had fresh fruit and vegetables throughout the day. Like, mm-hmm. there was the option with us. Yeah. So when the kids are hungry, they're not just looking at the closest ice cream stand and like, can we get that? I want that popcorn. I want that ice cream. It's like, well, oh, you're hungry? Hold on. Let's let's try some options. Yeah. And then it's also good when you're standing in line because the lines at Disney are obviously not always short. You know, sometimes you're in line for a half an hour, an hour. And when you're midway through the line, it's not like you could just jump out of line and go get a snack. No. So it's it was super helpful to have the backpack right there. And we just pulled out an apple or some almonds or, you know, some cucumber slices for the kids to just munch on. And we just had all of that ready to go because Disney is great that way that they let you bring in. You can pretty pretty much bring in whatever you want as long as you can carry it. Yeah, as long as you're willing to drag it around all day, yeah. you can pretty much bring in whatever you or want leave for leave it in your stroller. Like when we had our stroller, it was great because we would put like the cooler. I think, I don't think you're allowed to have a hard cooler at Disney. I think it has to be like soft. everything has to be soft. Yeah, but that's really the only restriction that they put on you. Yeah, so when we had the, the, the jogging stroller, I mean, we yeah. had that thing loaded down as, as much as you could pack into that mm-hmm. thing and I just... We wheeled that thing around with yeah. tons of weight. There kids, was no kid. Kids never went into it. <laughs> no kid. This was a little little trickier with a backpack, but it, we still made it work. And we had good options. Caught a show, ate lunch during the show mm-hmm. with some fresh fresh veggies. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was delicious. Yeah. When I broke out that the container of hummus, did you hear the lady behind me? No. Oh, she was like, because I, I, there was cucumber slices and hummus. And she was like, wow. She's like, that's a great idea. You yes, know? it is. Yeah. And it was delicious too. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, you know, it requires some some planning, but it's definitely possible if you're willing to put the effort forth. All right. Also, exercising while on vacation is possible. Mm -hmm. It requires a combination of compromising and prioritizing. Yes. But both of us were able to run. Yeah, I ran both days. You ran both days. Mm -hmm. I got in like a pretty decent length run the Mm -hmm. one day. It's it's just a matter of making sure that everybody can can fit in what they they need or mm-hmm. want to fit in. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure because I knew I wanted to run, but I knew also that we were going to be walking around Disney all day long. So my legs were going to be tired. So I decided to shorten. I was going to go for a longer run this weekend, so I just I didn't do my long run. So I did two shorter runs instead of a long run. 
Right, which, which works. works. Like you kind of have to adjust to the situation and realize that sleep is still a physical priority. Yes, absolutely. If you're having a late night because you know you're out at uh, you're on vacation and the mm-hmm. time schedule gets a little tweaked, you still have to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. You can't yeah. be like, oh, well, for convenience, so the family can do everything, I'll just run between two and three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It doesn't work. Well, and not only that, but when you're sharing a hotel room with kids, you also have to think about the noise that you make getting up in the morning you know it's not exactly easy to close a hotel door you were quietly. super quiet getting ready in the was morning I? the loudest thing was literally just closing the door because it snaps into place yeah because you can't hold the the knob on the other side of the door because it automatically locks yeah. itself nope so you know you have to think about that too like how early do you want to wake up because you want to take the chance that you wake up the sleeping child and then leave that to your spouse while you're gone for an hour on the on the run I think I mean we looked out especially when you went to run on Sunday you were gone for like an hour and the girls and I slept the entire time you were gone yeah I was real surprised that that was a quiet and dark room when I got back I know I know I think I woke up just before you got back yeah yeah so yes you can exercise but again it requires a little bit of planning and it requires some commitment too it requires you to say okay I am working to toward this goal right now you know I'm training for a 5k right now that's in two weeks and I knew that it was important for me to continue my training during this time like would it have killed me to miss it no definitely not I would have been okay but in my physically did I get a huge benefit probably not huge but mentally I, I stayed on track. I, you know, I was committed to, to the process and to the training, and I made it work. It was helpful to have my coach, you know, in, in the bed next to me to ask questions <laughs> to. <laughs> it does, does help. Yeah. It is, like, it is personalized honey, coaching. Honey, is it okay if I just go for four or five today instead of six or eight? Like, well, according to your watch, you got like 30,000 steps yesterday, so I think you're going to yeah, be okay. I think I hit like 27,000. It might have been my highest ever. All right. So yes, eating well, eating healthy as possible, exercising as possible, but there is also point number four, which is sometimes stepping back and just enjoying is not only possible, but it is necessary. It is totally necessary. So it was something that I definitely wanted to do because I know that sometimes I have a tendency to be on my phone too much, to be on Facebook or Instagram, trying to engage with listeners and followers and trying to build our, you know, build this thing up. I mean, it's something that I I like doing and it's something that it's very easy to get lost in. But I knew that this was the weekend for our family. And so I said, I am not going to go on social media. I'm not going to go on Facebook. I'm not going to go on Instagram the whole time we're at Disney. Like I did one quick little Instagram story walking into the park because I had a really funny story to tell and that was it. And by the time we got home, I had over like 50 notifications on my Facebook and I was tempted to check them during the time in the park. But I'm like, no, I am not going to be looking at my phone. I'm going to be here in the moment with my family. Yeah, because there's certainly time while you're waiting for an hour while you're in, in line for whatever yeah. ride. There is time to do it, but that time is then you staring at your phone instead of being there with the girls mm-hmm. who are also just as bored and yeah. wish they had a phone that they could stare at. Right. You know, and they don't, they don't have one. Yeah, for good reason. And there's a good reason that I don't need to stare at my phone either. Exactly. Like we're all there and we can actually just talk to each other and, and be with each other. Mm-hmm 
mm-hmm. as a family yeah. and, and enjoy that time. Yeah. I think that technology detox is something that's hugely important to do on a regular basis. And I think it's something that I want to start incorporating more in my life for sure. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I put down in the outline here of you know, think back to your goals. Like, why is it that you run? Is one of the reasons why you run this sort of like real big picture health goal that you want to be able to have more time to spend with your family? Then make sure when you have time with your family, you're actually spending time with your family. Right, exactly. You know? Well, and that's one of the goals for our business too. Like, why do we start this small business? It's because we want more freedom and more time with our family. Yeah. So when you're on vacation and you and that's what you have, yeah. actually use it and enjoy that time and mm-hmm. and accept that things are not going to go perfectly smoothly with eating correctly and exercising exactly according to schedule. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes things get a little bit messy, even when you plan. So we did pretty well with our lunch and our plan was to have dinner at the park and we were going to you know, eat in a restaurant and we were kind of going from place to place and making sure that we hit all the rides and the shows that we wanted to see and dinner just kind of kept getting pushed back, pushed back and the girls weren't super hungry and then they really wanted ice cream and that was great because we kind of took a little ice cream break while Kevin went on the Tower of Terror because the three of us, nobody was interested in that ride. I was. I was definitely interested. Yeah. And you loved it, which was good. But you know, we know that there are these times that it's good to go ahead and get the ice cream cone and enjoy it. You know, like you don't like, that's one of the big things that I have against dieting is that just that thing of restricting and depriving yourself of these wonderful treats and wonderful moments. I mean, just watching the girls enjoy the heck out of those ice cream cones and get ice cream all over <laughs> all over their faces. You know, I mean, it's just the cutest thing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the healthiest option isn't actually the healthiest. It's the healthiest mentally. It's the healthiest option to not dwell that dinner was missing enough vegetables for, you know, for your plate to be perfectly balanced yeah. or that there was an ice cream treat before dinner. We had, kind of well, we had really ice cream cr- at like 530. Right. Yeah. It's like we should have been eating dinner and instead Instead, here's an ice cream cone. Right. Like, that wasn't ideal. But the healthier move was not to, to dwell on on a failing there. No. It's to just enjoy life and it's going to be okay. Yeah. We kind of had to eat a quick dinner and kind of shovel it into our mouths so that we could get back to the shuttle bus to the hotel on time. So we did not mindfully eat that meal. Nope. <laughs> we did not make sure that we, like you said, that we had all the veggies and avoid the fried foods. And, you know, nope, I, mean, my, nope. I, had, I had French fries dipped in ketchup with high fructose corn syrup. It was, oh, man, it was something. <laughs> you and, just said an evil word. <laughs> and and, and the, the funny thing is, is that it really... It wasn't it wasn't my favorite option, but it was it was fine. And yeah. the girls were eating stuff and they were they were happy and everybody was smiling. Yeah, that's what mattered. And that at that point right. everybody smiling was was the best thing that we were going for mm-hmm. right then. Yeah. So it's just it's important to just keep it all in perspective and remember, like, you know, getting back to the Star Wars thing, right? There's a balance in the force is one of the things that they talk about, restoring balance to the force. And I think that that's very applicable to our real life. Everyone talks about balance in life. People talk about how do you balance work and home and raising kids and 
exercise and spending time with your kids. Like everyone always wants to be in balance. And in reality, balance, true balance doesn't really exist. There's none. There isn't. I mean, it, it, even if you think about Star Wars, there's there's this constant swing, right? So one time the dark side is in power and then it swings over and then the light side is in power and then it swings back to the dark side. Like it's just the natural ebb and flow that occurs in life yeah. and, and the force. Yeah. Don't get me started on the Star Wars of it. But yes, there is a swing where the good guys are winning more and then the bad guys are winning more. And, right. But it's never a perfect 50-50 because that's just... Just not how it is right you prioritize certain things at certain times of your life yeah and that's how our life is you know if you're in a training cycle right now say you're training for your first marathon you're gonna have to place some priority on your training and your sleep and your eating and maybe you're not going to be able to spend as much time with your friends or even your family at times there's going to be some things that you might have to miss out on a little bit you know as long as they're not super duper important you might not be able to go to every single practice of your kid's sport and if that's not the super high priority for you that's okay right you know you you have to you have to accept that making one choice is also choosing not to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you choose to do something, you're choosing not to do anything else at that time. Yeah, there's always a compromise. And that's okay. You you have to have that trade-off as long as as you get the big picture of you're not compromising and saying no to something mm-hmm. that is a very high priority to you. Yeah, and that's like what we were talking about in one of our previous episodes about defining what your key priorities are so that you're not putting those in jeopardy because you want to live your life according to your key priorities and what is actually important to you. But understanding that there are going to be there's a season for everything there's a time there's a season we could get into some uh, was it music from the 1960s right there's seasons there for everything turn turn Tours, turn yes. yeah that one yes, I'm with you yeah so there's a season turn 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 yes i won't sing no please i'll don't. spare everybody's ears <laughs> but you know understanding that i think humans have a natural tendency to seek balance but we need to rationally understand that true balance is not always possible well i mean it's even like you were saying you set your priorities and they can change constantly from day to day even from within the hour from hour to hour you set it and you're like okay well i'm in a marathon or a half marathon training cycle it's like well on on one of your weekend days you're probably going to need to get in a long run Mm -hmm. and that's that's going to be time away from a lot of other things yeah. at that point you you need to set up the rest of your day so that you're making other priorities because mm-hmm. in the morning you are prioritizing yourself and you're running right and so, so then the night before you might not want to you might not want happy hour to go that long yes exactly or you might want to skip it that day if you have a 20 mile or the next day yeah happy hour the night before and a 20 mile the next day is probably not the smoothest it's a rough combo. combination mm-hmm. right but understanding that that that's okay like you know you're trying to achieve that balance and you get as as close as you can but just understand that it's okay if you're not there and don't beat yourself up about it yeah i mean that's the biggest takeaway is at the end of the day as long as you can look around the table and everybody's smiling you're doing a pretty darn good job yeah so those are our four main points and lessons from disney that we wanted to talk to you about 
And now we just want to say a heartfelt thank you from the absolute bottom of our hearts for spending this time with us every week, for listening to our show. Thank you so much to all the people that have left us reviews in iTunes and helped to spread the word about this podcast. Thank you if you have ever mentioned it to a friend and told them, hey, there's this really great podcast that I listen to. You should check it out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, the number of lives that we've been able to touch, the number of people, and when we go through and check the, like, how many, how many downloads do we have? It's, it's this exciting thing that we do on a regular basis. And the number of people who have, have heard this is mm-hmm. just, is phenomenal to know that we're helping spread this message that fitting health in and tying your health into your busy life is a possible thing. Yes, it's just absolutely mind-blowing and unbelievable to under to to realize that we have our podcast has been downloaded in 51 countries as of the day of this recording and almost 27,000 times. I mean, that is incredible. And I have no idea how it's reached that many people, especially because we've never marketed it, we've never tried to advertise for it or anything like that. It's just been able to reach people and to understand that there's so many lives out there that we've been able to touch by this and affect in hopefully a positive way is such a blessing. So thank you. Thank you very much. We love you guys, and we can't say it too many times. Thank you so much. Please continue to help us spread the love of running, spread our message of anybody can fit running and health into their everyday real life. Share the show with a friend. Leave us a review on iTunes. Those are things that just help spread the show and get the message out. And we hope that you've noticed that we have some new podcast artwork with a new logo and everything that we loved, that we were so excited to launch this this week with the one-year anniversary of our podcast. So we hope you guys like that. And we have some really, really exciting stuff coming up that we want to make you aware of. So we talk a lot about integrating running and health into your daily life, how it all fits in, how you can cultivate better habits and all of that good stuff. We hope that the information that we provide weekly has really had a positive impact on your health and running journey. If you're looking for a little more, we are so happy to introduce our new membership program, the Real Life Runners Tribe. This program is designed as a go-to resource for all of your health and running needs. Every month, we design a new running plan, which includes four running workouts per week, two strength training routines, and running drills to improve your mobility. The running workouts are all effort-based, so they can be customized to runners of every level. From brand new runners to long-term veterans, this plan can work for you. The strength workouts are designed for full-body training with a focus on the stabilizing muscles that we runners really need to train the most to keep us running strong and injury-free. We want you to break that endless cycle of injury that many runners experience by keeping your muscles strong and mobile so that you can perform at your best. Do you maybe have questions about healthy eating and the best food to fuel your active lifestyle and also feed your family? The membership also includes healthy recipes that we have curated from around the web and various cookbooks that we use in our house every week. We have tried and liked each recipe, so you don't have to keep searching various websites for new things to make. There is also a section to teach you how to batch prep your foods for the week to make eating on a tight schedule much easier. 
If you have healthy components ready and on hand, you're going to grab those instead of that bag of chips or other quick junk food that you might be tempted to eat. Batch prepping is something that has totally helped our family to stay on track with healthy eating and eating food that just nourishes our bodies to allow us to feel good and perform our best. So we are so excited to introduce this membership program for you guys. If you go over to realliferunnerstribe.com, you can get all the information there. It's a monthly membership. It's very low cost with all with the running plan and the recipes and the strength training. We hope that you're going to find really great value and become a part of our Real Life Runners Tribe. Check out realliferunnerstribe.com for more information. 